Welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Thank God for each of you that have tuned in to the broadcast Sunday morning live. That's SML inside the pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson. This time, let's go before the Lord and worship. Think about the words of the song. Think about the meaning of the song and worship our Lord and Savior.
bless you, Lord. We're bowing to our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. You can have too much ice cream, you can have too much cake, but you cannot have too much Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. You can have too much soda, too much Kool-Aid, whatever your favorite delight is, but you cannot have too much Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, your grace this evening. Lord, we honor you for your presence. Lord Jesus, in the solemn assembly, Lord God, we thank you right now for your power. We thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives, Lord. Father, we pray and ask that you would bless us to be steadfast, unmovable, and abounding in your work, Lord. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for those things we understand. We thank you for the things we do not understand. We thank you for the good feelings. We thank you, Lord God, for the pain that we feel sometimes. Lord Jesus, we know that all things work together for the good of them that love you, and we certainly love you. Lord Jesus, we just want to honor you today, Lord God, in your presence. Lord Jesus, for this is the day that you made. We can rejoice, have been rejoicing in it, and going to rejoice throughout the rest of the day. Lord, I pray and ask that you bless those that are rising up those that are starting the day and those that are ending the day. Lord Jesus, I ask these blessings, of those that are well, those that are sick, Lord God, you understand the need of each individual. I pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Again, I want to greet you um, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Certainly he has uh, all good things for us. And so we just have to know that, just know that for yourself. I'm not going to be long tonight. I'm going to go into the word of God uh, this evening. And, um, and if you have a testimony, you ought to share. You ought to share your testimony. You ought to share with somebody um, and let somebody know how good God is, you know, and, and be a blessing to someone else as well as sharing the, the SML inside the page uh, a podcast link for others, uh, with others. Now I, I'm going to, uh, lay, uh, lay a little foundation tonight for, because we're going into something here that I, as I begin to look at it, I couldn't rush through it. And not that I'm rushing, but, uh, at any time, but I, I really saw that I want to take my time and myself digest some things that I'm seeing in the word of God as we enter into the uh, 37th chapter of Ezekiel. 
And so uh, with that being said, I, I just pray, I solicit your prayers. And I, I'm, I'm, while I'm thinking about it right now, I want to give you a reading assignment as well. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to mark this down. You're going to uh, make note of this, share it with someone else. Get, tell someone else to read what you're reading as well. The reading assignment is Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. Uh, that's not for you to start reading it right now. Uh, that's for you to read it later. But um, I want you to read that. Uh, read, matter of fact, just read the entire 37 chapter of Ezekiel. You have a you, you have a week, so you know I'm sure you can squeeze in some time uh, for the Word of God. And like I always say, I like listening to uh, Bible Gateway as well as uh, flipping through the pages of my Bible, which is kind of tattered right now. But um, as I was sitting down reading before uh, this evening. I was wondering if there's someone that could put my Bible back together. I know I really need a new one, but um, but you know there's so many markings in here, so many highlights, so many things that I that I made note of, and I look at, it and I'm like, wow, that was uh, really a blessing. I saw a note from Overseer Roberts where um, she had preached a message and said, "When I see Jesus, Amen." And it was, and I just begin to think about, reminisce about the great messages that I've heard through the years, and the fact that my pastor at that time uh, would invite ministers to come, and she was very selective. You couldn't just get up over the podium and and speak to the people. She was very selective in what she did, and if you were a minister, associate minister. And if you were out of order, you weren't standing there uh, because you was a member of the church or associate minister. You were not going to stand in, in, in the presence of the people uh, because that would be considered a hypocrite. And so we must live according to God's will and God's standard. And the Bible said, he that better vessels of the Lord must have what? Clean hands. hands. Got to have clean hands and, you know, clean heart. Watch that heart. So in the book of Ezekiel, I've given you the reading assignment. Again, that's the 37th chapter of Ezekiel for uh, not this evening, but for or at least not during this time that I'm speaking. Um, but, you know, I, I began to think about as I looked at the word of God and just, wow, I, I'm floored right now. I, I'm telling you, I, when I, I was here in the church and I was just praying and asking God, you know, just thanking him and, and, you know, and talking to him and Lord, if there's anything I've done, said, didn't do that offended you, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not one of those ministers that don't talk to God that way. I, I do uh, because we can go through an entire day being busy, uh, being overwhelmed with so much stuff that we don't give God any attention, you know, and then our day come and we rush through uh, the evening, but I, you know, or what if we looked at somebody in the wrong way or didn't say something, you know, there's just so many things that we could have offended God and just did not know. But what about the things that you did know about? What about the thought that you had? What about the action that you took or did not take? Now, I just want to be, like I said before, and so many other times, I want to be saved. <laughs> 
that I'm that's my goal. And I pray and I hope that you feel the same way. Now, Ezekiel. Now, this is going to be a high at a high level, not going deep into anything, but I, I need to lay a specific foundation for where we are and where we're heading uh, as we have uh, progress through the book of Ezekiel. And so the Bible tells us, uh, beginning in the first chapter, which I love, is that uh, Ezekiel said, now it uh, it came to pass, and this is taking us, we're getting into the, the valley because there's life in the valley, uh, but you need to, you need to, uh, we need to take this route uh, to get there. Now it came to pass in the third year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives, Ezekiel found himself in a situation. How many find themselves in a situation? You know, even right now, you may find yourself in a situation. And he said, I was, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. In my situation, I was in captivity. Something had me hostage. And even while I was out just standing by the river, you know, it, it, and, and gazing over the waterways and, and, and I don't know what thoughts was going through his head, he had, God gave him a vision. God sends visions. He sends visions. Uh, a vision. Uh, not a, uh, It differs from a dream. A dream is usually something that, that uh, you occur when you're napping, um, you know, or resting, sleep, in other words. But that vision comes, uh, you could be standing there uh, driving down the street. Now, God's not the author of confusion, so he's not going to give you a vision and you, and you wreck and all that kind of. No, he's no. Uh, God could give you a glimpse of something while you're sitting at a light. You may be walking in on a certain path or inside the house, in, in a building, alone or something, or with a group of people. And you have a quick vision of something. And no one else saw it but you. Ezekiel had a vision. Uh, he said, I saw visions. So it was multiple of God. In the third verse, he says, the word of the Lord came expressively. God came specifically to Ezekiel and uh, begin the word of the Lord came to him directly and began to minister to him exactly what he wanted. God told him exactly what he needed to hear. And so uh, this, it, there was no, no mistake about it. Uh, the word was not for everybody in, that was there. It was for him alone. And so he also said the hand of the Lord was upon him. Now, when God speaks expressly to the minister and that minister, I'm going here, I'm going somewhere. And that minister looks at you, makes eye contact with you and begins to speak what God has for you. It can and should be accompanied by his approval. 
Let me say it again. When the, the minister speaks a word into your life directly, it should be an approval upon that. Now, people are always trying to impress somebody with, um, with some knowledge or, or you know, uh, driving on a Sunday in a Honda, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is not, uh, may not be God uh, in actuality. It may be them caught up in the flesh. You know, I've seen a number of movies, and so have you seen some, uh, where the individual is um, demon possessed and they are quote unquote speaking in an unknown language. And we all know those of some of us that have been around uh, for a little while know what they're trying to imitate, which is dangerous for the movie producer. And then, but yet they do that to get that. Listen, it should have matter of fact matter uh, here at Cornerstone. If someone comes in with a word and, and they're going to prophesy to brother uh, uh, to that brother over there, they really should go come to the pastor and say, may I, can I, or have pre because they are already known as they are known of the Lord would have pre-approval but not just to go and just begin to say something because God will reveal if that individual is out of order. God will reveal if that person is in order as well. And so the Bible says that Ezekiel, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you now, I'm shooting from the hip here, is that the hand of the Lord was upon him. And while the hand of the Lord was up on him, he saw visions. The Bible says that he said, I looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof are the color of amber and out of the midst of the fire also had the, the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. This is where I'm trying to go. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man and everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings uh, and their feet were straight uh, feet and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's hoof, uh, foot and they sparkled like the color of varnish uh, or varnished brass, meaning that they were uh, varnished brass, or when you see any type of that brass color, it represents a state of judgment. And so he goes on to say that their wings were joined together and they went everyone straight. And he began to talk about the, the what each one looked like. He began to really uh, go into some more description of them, as well as a few other uh, uh visions that he saw. Now, all of this is done. Remember all it now Ezekiel is already a minister. And all of this is done in the state of captivity in preparation. See, this was not just a vision because he, he was 
uh, ate the wrong thing. This was not just a vision because he had uh, drunk the right thing. This was not just a vision. This was a vision uh, because God needed to bring him into a certain place mentally. God needed to bring him into a certain place uh, emotionally. He needed to bring him up into a certain place spiritually. Do you get what I'm saying here? Uh, God, he needs to bring us up into a certain element, a certain place in order to accomplish his will and his goal. Uh, we can't his will, his goal, what God has for each of us, what God has for you is not accomplished through carnality. It's not accomplished through the will of the flesh. It is not accomplished without his power and his work. And so we have to be brought up to a certain. And so it, where Israel was going to be uh, brought into and what was going to transpire with them, uh, Ezekiel needed to be prepared. This was part of the preparation. Ezekiel said in, in, that uh, in his visions, now I've, I've skipped over some of the visions. I didn't go into the wheel in the middle of the wheel. I didn't go into the, the, the fire enfolding within itself. I didn't go into none of that. But I want to drop down here. So I, I told you this is going to be a high view. We're going someplace, but we're not going to spend, uh, we're not going to be there long. But listen, at least what I described is not being long. And above the 26 verses and above the firmament that was above their heads. Above who head? The heads of the seraphims. The fair seraphim. Now I need you mentally to circle the fair seraphims. I need you to circle that. You know, uh, make note of that because uh, uh, they're important because all angels are not seraphims. Okay. Let me let me say this again. All angels are not seraphims and all angels do not have wings. You know, we have all these we have a lot of Anglo-Saxon pictures of different things that uh, that predict certain things and certain elements, even, uh, you know, even little baby angels with wings and diapers on. And some of them do some of them would I don't know, a, a blanket around them. I'm not sure. But the point is, is that the Bible does not say that. Matter of fact, paintings and drawings does not give you a realistic view of what God has shown us in the form of uh, images that have been described by prophets. So the Bible says that in the 26th verse and above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of three thrones. I would have hoped that I would have maybe been corrected right there. There's not three thrones. It says the likeness of a one, a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone, and upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of the appearance of a man upon it. So Ezekiel had a vision of angelic beings and he also sees a throne and he sees an individual, the likeness of a man on 
above the throne in which he's looking at. The Bible tells us over in Isaiah, Isaiah 6, 1, beginning at the first verse, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, and this is a, this is a sort of a marking there, uh, letting you know the time frame, King Uzziah just died and, 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 and something happened. I, I, saw, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. And he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Now, when we talk about the train, we're not talking about um, Bible students. Maybe one of you have an answer for this, uh, but I'll go ahead and give it to you. Um, we're not talking about cloth. We're talking about the following. We're talking about the saints, those that have already gone on before us. His train filled the temple. Oh, Holy Ghost, bless your name, Jesus. Uh, that was the following, those that have made it in, those that are there in his presence. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and his train filled the temple. Above it, the seraphims, here we go, the seraphims, each one had six wings with twain, uh, he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And this is the seraphim. These, these are specific. These are not all angels. These are specific. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You ever think about that? Sometimes you're driving down the street and you just look around you at the at the, the vastness of everything and, and think about, wow, Lord, Jerry, you, you did all of this. And whatever man has, you gave them the ability. You gave us the knowledge. You gave us the, the know-how to, uh, to do certain things. But it all goes back to you. It all came, it all originated. The very idea deal, the concept, all of it came from you. And one cried unto the other and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the doorpost, the post of the door moved at the voice of him uh, that cried. Now, all of them was crying because they were speaking one to another. But the, the power of their voice was such that it vibrated. Don't you know that your words, what you speak, and this, you have to be careful because it, it impacts the atmosphere. So we know how, we, when we come to church, we know how to church it, you know. Uh, people know how to church it. And so when they at church, they know how to church it. They got this particular voice that they use when they, uh, when they, when they're, um, are, are in service. But then when they get home, there is another voice. Listen, you need to use the right voice all the time to keep peace in the home. You need to use the right voice to, to help the children calm down. You need to use the right voice to encourage yourself and encourage them and encourage others. You need to use the right voice because your voice has an impact. It sends out shockwaves into the app. And so these angelic beings 
are now saying, holy, 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 and there are shockwaves that are occurring among, uh, in the presence of God and in the presence of the congregation that was there. And so the door, the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke, the glory of the Lord. Then said I, woe is me. There's a conviction there. Thank you, Jesus. There's a conviction. Aren't you glad, God, you heard the word of God one day? You, it may have been through a song. It may have been uh, through the preached word. But, uh, or, but you heard the word and you felt convicted. Something, something It did something to you. It, it pinched you. It, it made godly sorrow and you wanted to get it right. Isaiah said, I, I, woe is me, for I am undone. I'm not where I thought I would be. I'm not where I thought I could be or what I should be. I'm undone. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. We all got a problem. Uh, we got issues. Yeah, it's you. It's you. When, when, when someone says I have an issue, now when I, I'm saying that and I'm thinking of even myself, that if I say there's an issue or I have an issue, the first thing I need to do, the first thing you need to do is examine yourself. Did you, are you causing the issue? Are you part of the problem or the solution? Isaiah is saying that I'm, I'm part of a problem and not only me, but all of those that are around me also have unclean lips as well. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Well, who is he referring to? He said in the year that, uh, when I, I saw the Lord sitting up on a throne, same throne in which Ezekiel saw, an image of a man, a throne. So that would be the king, the Lord of hosts, and something happened because of his conviction. Uh, the Bible says, then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from with the tongs from off the altar and laid it upon my mouth and said, lo, thou hast this has touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sins is purged. The next thing came a question because after his conviction, after his sins were purged, he willfully, he willingly got involved with doing the will of God. And that is when we're clean, we're ready to go. But we first need to realize that there is a process and that's what Ezekiel is dealing with. He's dealing with the process that some cringe at. And I don't want to hear that, uh, that, that word about, I want to hear the word about blessings. I want to be blessed. Well, so do I. I want to be blessed. But I, I, want, I, I, but I, I want to be saved too. I don't want to receive earthly, uh, tangible things. And, and then at the end of all of that, uh, the Bible said, what is it that you should gain the whole world and then lose your soul? Let me put it this way. You can have it both. If you live, if we do and apply the word of God, 
according to what God says and, and live the way that we should, then we'll have more. We'll do better. We'll fare well. It's when we get caught up in our flesh that we that we then go through all these different sprees of doing things and, and, and just everything gets out of whack. Everything gets out of sync. And then we want God. We want to pray and we want God to bring us out of it. No, it, the Bible said if we if we dealing with something that we've put ourselves into that we have to take it patiently. It takes time. You, you can mess up your credit uh, instantly and it take years to, to fix it. In some cases, not every case, I said some. Uh, some may take a matter of months. But the point is, is that you, it happened instantly. You fall off a bicycle and you break your arm. That happened instantly. You were having fun trying to pop that willy and you fell off the bike. You know, we laughed at you. As my, my, my brother told me the other day, he said, I, he said, I got you. He said, but if you fall, I, I'll help you up after I finish laughing. And so when you break, that break is going to take some time to heal. And there's going to be a reminder there. But listen, let's do it God's way. So Ezekiel says, I saw the throne and, and there was one, a man. Uh, in, and uh, Isaiah said the same thing. And then I, I looked over in Revelation. And remember, uh, we're, we're, we're headed to the valley where there is life. Mm -hmm. There in, in the valley, there's life. We're headed there, but in order to get there, we need to be. Uh, this is we. God wants us to be in a certain place, uh, and so we we just came uh, through a consecration at the beginning of the year through the uh, um, uh, nearly fifty days, and I'm telling you, and and those that have was in the consecration is a witness to the power of God that they experience. Uh, as we came out of that consecration, we have to maintain and remain consecrated. And I'll tell you why uh, shortly uh, unto the Lord. It's important not to lose what God has given. And so the Bible tells us in Revelation, the fourth chapter, uh, John is he's one and he's on the Isle of Patmos. For the, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he says, For I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, and which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne, a throne uh, was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was uh, to look like upon a jasper, uh, look upon like a jasper and a sardis stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight like unto an emerald. Now, I, I have a special, I have a love for emeralds uh, after understanding uh, what the color is of them. Emeralds. And he said, round about the throne were four and 20 elders. And these elders uh, had seats and they began to worship the Lord. And he goes on to say, and I'm going to drop down a few verses here um, uh, where it says uh, the eighth verse. And the four beasts, each of them had six wings about him and they were full of eyes within and they rest not day and night saying, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, 
which was, listen to this, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for thou created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, we all know that Genesis says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, and uh, John uh, goes on to say that, the, that the, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and all things was made by him. It was not anything made that was made unless it was made by him. Don't you just love the fact that God is he can do the impossible. He can do the impossible. And, and so. Uh, John is seeing this magnificent revelation in a time of suffering, a time of isolation, uh, where they put him on the Isle of Patmos to starve to death. Uh, from the writing of Josephus, they tried to kill him and it didn't work. So they put him, they banished him on an island. Well, while he was on that island, he said that uh, that I, John, saw, I, John, who am your brother, he's telling you, He's speaking and companion in the in the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ was in the isles of uh, that is called Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Saying I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou see is right in the book. And so he's writing a letter to the seven churches that are in Asia uh, to give them a message. And he said, I turned to see uh, the voice. I turned around to see who was speaking to me. And I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of man clothed in a garment down to his foot and girded about the paths with a golden girdle his head and his hair was was white like wool. I'm still waiting for somebody to draw this picture. His hair was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And you'll, you'll find also the description in the book of Daniel, as Daniel also had a vision of the Lord, and he called him the Ancient of Days. And his feet like unto fine brass, and as if the uh, that bur they burn as a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand the stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and a countenance as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet dead. I fell down like I was dead. I, I just couldn't handle it. You know, sometime when we're in service, uh, there come a time where, where you just can't handle, you know, it don't matter what title you have, what position you hold. You just can't handle what God is about to bring. It's going to leave you on your knees. It's going to leave you buckled. Bless you, Jesus. He said, uh, the Lord began to speak to him and told him, uh, I'm the first. I'm the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen.
and have the keys of hell and of death. And he tells them to write these things and he's going to show him and give him the, the mystery, the stars of the angel, which is the angel of the church, the candlesticks itself being the church, because we are what? The light of the world. Now, while others have seen this, we see that it was during a time of their suffering, a time of what they may have been dealing with, what they may have been going through. There's some things that God want to show you. That's why we can't spend our time so caught up, focused on the situation that we're dealing with, because we'll miss what God is really trying to tell us. We'll miss what he's really trying to show us in the midst of it all. I believe it was just Sunday that we talked about how the the disciples went got on a boat and they went towards Capernaum and the wind began to blow and the, the sea be, it began to become, the waves began to pick up and it become very, it became very uncomfortable and Jesus was not on the boat. But as they looked out, you know, they were concerned. <laughs> as they looked out, Jesus came walking on the water and entered the boat. It did not say that when Jesus walked in on the water and entered the boat that everything became calm immediately. He walked through the storm. Uh, what storm are you dealing with that, that uh, Jesus, uh, you need to allow him to walk through uh, because he's walking through it and you need to allow him to enter in. Bless your Lord God. He said, I'm the good shepherd. I stand at the door and... And not, and if you open the door, I'll come in and I'll sup with you. We'll have some quality time together. Ezekiel was experiencing quality time. Now remember, Ezekiel was a minister prior to the, but now God has raised him and brought him up, has, has elevated his mind, his emotions, his thinking, his physical, for the work that needs to be done because there's some place that we've got to go here. And so as we have traveled, and and as I said, a high view, just touching on a few things. Ezekiel said that, look, uh, moreover, the Lord came and said unto me, son of man, all my words shall I speak unto thee, receive in thy heart. Uh, You need to receive in your heart. The word of God is not to rest up on us like water on a duck's back. You know, that means it's going to roll off. But we're to receive the word of God in our heart. The minister must receive the word of God in his heart. And so the people should also, because he's sitting, giving the word so that he could go and give it unto the people. And he said, go and get thee to them of the captivity and to the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them, thus said the Lord, whether they hear it or not. Tell it to them. My prayer is that you hear it and receive it. Embrace it. Hold on to it. 17 verse says, Son of man, I've made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the words of my mouth and give it to them. Tell it to them. Give them what I am telling you so that it will save their soul. See, when we get into the When we, as you read the 37th chapter, 
as we begin to enter into that. You'll know and understand that, that God has positioned Ezekiel through all of the symbolic acts that he have gone through and had to, had to do in order to help the people that are in the valley. The minister goes through visions, go through trial and tribulations, even themselves, in preaching the word of God, uh, delivering the word, whether you listen or not, in order to get you to a particular place. Huh. The Bible says, and, and I'm going to paraphrase this, and this is not for, for anyone to take advantage of it. He says this. You've been faithful over a few things. Don't you know God is looking at the few things? And that we've been to Revelation. I'm not going back there, but I'm just going to tell you this. That some of the churches that he wrote letters to, that he had John to write letters to, he told them, there are a few things that I'm pleased with, but there are a few things that I'm not pleased with. And so those things that he's not pleased with are the things that we need to be uh, that we need to adjust. And God wanted Ezekiel to deliver a message to adjust what was going on in the lives of the people. I love what God did. And I'm going to I'm going to stop myself from going any further because I just wanted to give a recap, a high view. And I want you to walk in the frame of mind. I want you to walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There's no time for that because what God is going to do, what he wants to do, you cannot be carnal minded because you're going to be then uh, uh, you're going to be uh, earthly minded and no heavenly good. You can't receive the things of the spirit walking in the flesh. And so the word of God tells us this. And, and, and I, I love. Thank you, Jesus. I love him for this. The Bible tells us that there was a group of people by the ninth chapter of Ezekiel. And he says this, and the Lord said unto, unto him, he's speaking, I, I refer to this individual as a secretary. He speaks to his secretary, says, go to the midst of the city through the midst of the Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of them that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that have been done in the midst thereof. Saints of God, God's elect, his people. Listen, God place, places a mark on those that are his, those that are living righteous, those that are saying, Lord, your word says, be ye holy because I'm holy. So because you're holy, I'm going to practice holiness as well. I'm going to practice this lifestyle. I'm going to crucify this flesh. Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily when I get up and I'm feeling a certain way. I'm going to tell this body, no, I'm going to keep practicing until it becomes a part of my nature not to give in to this flesh, not under the wrong situation, but in the right situation, I know what to do. In the wrong situation, I know what not to do because there is a greater reward and I'm looking for that reward. And so as we travel, as we travel and we get down into this 37th chapter of Ezekiel that you're going to read between now and next and next week, uh, that that there is, there are jewels, there are some things that we need to look at. We need to examine closely to see and understand what God is, is doing and what he is going to do. 
uh, as he has uh, worked with his people, as he has sent his word, as he has corrected them in order to bless them. Why? For his name's sake. Remember, he's doing it for his name's sake. Why? Because of his word. He's doing it because of his namesake. He's doing it for his word. Remember what is all the blessing is attached to his name. It's attached to his name. And so God is, is, is preparing. He's preparing them. He's preparing us to go into a certain place, to arrive at a certain position so that we can be recipients of what he wants to give us. We're not going to get there without him. Listen, I, I pray that, that I've said something that, that's going to elevate you, give you something to think about. Think about it. Go to bed, meditate on it, my God, and get into the word as we get into that 37th chapter, as we begin to enter into this valley, as we begin to look at the life that exists there. God bless you. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. We thank you, Lord God, for your blessing, Lord Jesus. And I pray and ask that you would bless each one, Lord God, that have tuned in this, this whether it's evening, morning, midday, Lord God, and I ask that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, as we go into your word, as you prepare our hearts, oh Lord God, as you bless us, Lord, so that we can receive Lord Jesus, what you have for us, Lord Jesus, and live the life that you're calling for in these last days. Lord God, you know those that are in situations right now, Lord God. You know those that are praying and seeking after you, Lord God. Those, Lord God, that are, Lord Jesus, that are, are crying out to you, Lord God, with understanding, some without understanding. But you know and you have the wisdom and knowledge to give to us, Lord God, Lord Jesus, that you said if we acknowledge you in all our ways that you'll govern, that, that you'll direct our path. Lord God, I pray and ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, that you continue to take us higher in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, share the broadcast with someone. God is doing great things, and he's doing it not by power, nor by might, but by his spirit. Amen.
see you on Sunday. God bless you.